1: Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. The Jazz have taken advantage of a luka
2: Mavericks team in Game 1, but couldn't do it again in Game 2. The Raptors now face a two-game hole after receiving a beatdown from the Sixers. Plus, why Georgia's Channing Tindall is a linebacker to be excited about on Draft 10. Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports.
1: Found. Let's start with the biggest story.
2: It's rare that you can say a team stole a playoff game at home, but the Dallas Mavericks did just that. They win 110 104 over the Utah Jazz without Luka Doncic joining me now. Host of Locked On Jazz, David Locke. And David, this is going to bring up questions. Here we go again from the Utah Jazz. Why is it not here we go again? Why are we not going again?
3: I I don't know if it is or isn't. Um, You know, it's the second game of a series. Certainly, Jalen Brunson going for 40-plus reminds you of Jamal Murray. And Maxi Kleba hitting threes reminds you of Terrence Mann. Um, you know, in any other circumstance, winning one of two games on the road would be thought of as a successful start to a playoff series, obviously with Luca uh, looming. And, you know, I don't know how soon to looming he was on the floor before the game. I wouldn't say he looked anywhere close at all um, with what he did before the game, but nonetheless, the jazz certainly would have liked to come into this building and win two games, uh, take a two Oh series lead, probably a bit unlikely, Frankly, I mean, this is still a pretty feisty and darn good Dallas basketball team. Even without Luka, it's hard to win two games on the road. But um, certainly some of the script by how it played out at the end felt felt eerily similar to the bubble and last year against the Clippers.
2: So let's assume Luka Doncic is not anywhere close and and you go back to Utah for a pair of games. What can, what can Utah do to wrest control of this series in a situation where we feel like, or at least a lot of people feel like, they should have it?
3: Yeah, I think, you know, the first thing would probably be on the offensive end. Can they play a little bit more in the open court? They played only 8% of their possessions in, uh, you know, in uh, transition. You generally run more at home than you do on the road. So maybe that will allow them to do that. Um, The second scenario, I think, for them is obviously trying to find a way to get their three-point shooting game back, which is probably related to getting into offensive sets with a little bit more alacrity and being able to get those opportunities. So I think these two things are probably distinctly related um, on the offensive end. On the defensive end, you know, they, I think, got one stop for a five-minute stretch down the clutch, and that's been an eerily similar story. Uh, for them and you know I don't know what the answer is quite frankly there. I think that you're you know Rudy Gobert has to have an impact defensively but if guys can't stay in front of their ball handler there's not a lot Rudy Gobert can do at that point and so the Jazz are going to have to find a way just to guard their men um, a little bit. But you know what it, Dallas was the number two isolation team in the NBA this year obviously because of Luka but Spencer Dinwiddie's in the 93rd percentile in isolation and Jalen Brunson's in the top 70% plus a great pick and roll player. So those two guys, if you spread out the floor and just don't run a play and just go straight downhill like they did are pretty good.
2: Yeah, it's it's a bit like with the Gobert situation, complaining about your, your server at a restaurant when it's actually the, the chef that took 45 minutes to make your meal. It's not all their responsibility to make that work. One of the other problems for Utah, Mike Connolly takes the collar from the floor. Oh, from O of 7, 0 points, can't get to the free throw line. What can they do there? This is a veteran guy. How do they get him going?
3: Well, he got in foul trouble, and so he had one of those circumstances where he uh, got the third foul early in the second quarter and then got a foul within 90 seconds of the third quarter. Mm. And I don't have the exact number, but I said on our broadcast tonight, I think he probably sat for the equivalent of an hour and 20 minutes and played 90 seconds. So foul Mm. trouble was massively impactful on this game. Jordan Clarkson got his fifth foul, went out of the game. He had it rolling, and that slowed down the Jazz. So those two things together actually had a – pretty significant impact on this game. My feeling from a big picture on this series, I don't think the Jazz can win another game or at least three more games the way they won game one, only taking 22 threes and living off offensive rebounding. But I also don't think the Dallas Mavericks can win three more games in a series relying on Maxi Kleba to go 8 of 11 from three and for the team to shoot 48 percent from three. So we're two games into the series. Both teams have won games. I don't think either of them have necessarily found the script that's going to get them Three more victories.
2: Thanks for making Lockdown today your first listen. Now for a big announcement. Starting Thursday, April 28th, tune into Locked On NFL Drafts live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft with all three days of real time analysis from our extensive lineup of experts and insiders. And for those of you dying to know who your team will take. Catch Odyssey and Locked On's NFL Mock Draft special hosted by Brian Peacock and former scout Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL show all week leading up to the first pick. Coming up, the Raptors have fallen into a two-game hole, but are they done?
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
2: Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your daily gambling needs. Some big point spreads to check out for Tuesday's NBA playoff games. The Miami Heat are favored to win their second game against the Atlanta Hawks. Bet Online likes the Heat by a touchdown in this one. Also favored by a touchdown, the Memphis Grizzlies. Even after a game one loss, they'll look to even their series at the Minnesota Timberwolves, and Bet Online likes them by seven. The biggest favorite, though, it's the Phoenix Suns. BetOnline likes them by nine and a half over the New Orleans Pelicans. BetOnline, where the game starts.
1: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
2: Despite the Kansas City Chiefs keeping Patrick Mahomes informed on the entirety of the process, the trade of Tyree Kill to the Miami Dolphins still shocked the Chiefs franchise quarterback. My initial reaction was a little bit of shock, Mahomes said Monday as the Chiefs began their offseason program. Even though you knew this was a possibility, losing a guy you had played with and built a friendship with over the last six years, it was definitely something you didn't want him to leave more for being able to hang out in the locker room and do that stuff more than the actual on the field stuff. Maybe. Maybe we believe that. Boston Celtics guard Marcus Smart has been named NBA
4: Defensive Player of the Year. Hey there, John Corrales here from the Locked On Celtics Podcast, and Marcus Smart is your Defensive Player of the Year, the first guard to win the award since 1996. Gary Payton won it back then, and Gary Payton was at the Celtics practice facility to give Marcus Smart the award, a very special moment for Smart. He had been campaigning for this award for a long time, kind of bemoaning the fact that it was a big man's award and that guards were never really considered. But this year, things changed. And I think things changed uh, as the Celtics were starting to make their run and as Utah was starting to slip a little bit, I think Rudy Gobert was for a while kind of seen as, well, we can give it to him because he's always great and it's never a bad vote to vote for Rudy Gobert but as the Jazz started to slip and the Celtics started to ascend and they ascended because of their top-rated defense, which was miles ahead of everyone else for a long stretch in that second half of the season, people saw that and they said, well, Marcus Smart's the best defensive player on that team. Robert Williams had gotten some consideration, but when Robert Williams threw his weight behind Marcus Smart as the defensive player of the year, then I think the rest of the league just said, well, we're going to go with the consensus best player on the best defense, and Marcus Smart was then uh, a DPOY frontrunner. The Washington Capitals are headed to the postseason. Hello, this
0: is Dan Holmey from Locked On Capitals. The Capitals have locked in their eighth straight Stanley Cup playoff berth the second-longest active streak in the NHL behind only the Penguins with 16. The Capitals' run of eight consecutive playoff appearances is the second-longest in franchise history behind a stretch of 14 straight from 1983 to 1996. Washington's roster includes 13 Stanley Cup champions, including nine of who won them in the 2018 Stanley Cup. Nicholas Backstrom, John Carlson, Lars Eller, Michael Kempney, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Dmitry Orlov, TJ Oshie. Alex Ovechkin and Tom Wilson. Coach Lavulette will tie Pat Burns for 12th place in Stanley Cup playoff history for games coach when the Capitals hit the ice on their opener, ranking 15th in Stanley Cup playoff appearances. With 76 career victories, Peter Lavulette enters the postseason for the 13th time in his career and become the second head coach in league history to reach the championship series with at least four franchises. And the Dodgers
2: and Braves met for a rematch of last year's NLCS.
4: It was a night for old friends, and the game went the Dodgers' way. What's up? This is Jeff from Locked On. Dodgers, Freddie Freeman hit a home run in his first at-bat against his former team, the only team he had ever played with until a couple weeks ago. First at-bat hit a home run. Craig Kimbrell got the save against his former team. Kenley Jansen watched from the bullpen as his former team beat his new team. Cody Bellinger homered against uh, his favorite team to homer against, it seems like. This rematch of the last two NLCS's uh, was a good game. Seven to four Dodgers win. Uh, Clayton Kershaw pitched better than his final line showed. Uh, he allowed four runs and five innings on the line, but three of those runs came in the sixth inning when he wasn't able to get, out, get an out. He probably just ran out of gas, which is understandable at this point of the season
1: another story you need to know. The
2: Philadelphia 76ers took game two against the banged up Toronto Raptors. 112-97, no Scotty Barnes, no Thad Young. And for most of this game, the Raptors held their own. It also included a heated discussion after the game between Nick Nurse and Joel Embiid. Joining me now from Locked On Raptors, Sean Woodley. And Sean, the injuries take center stage here because we haven't seen Toronto with a full complement of players to do the things that a lot of us thought they could do to give Philadelphia problems. How much of being down 0-2 would you lay at the feet of injuries?
5: I mean, I would say it's mostly to blame for Game 2. Uh, game 1, they just played a terrible game, lost the plot completely defensively, did not play like the team that they've been down the backstretch of the season. But yeah, on Monday night... I mean, credit to Thad Young and Gary Trent Jr. for trying to go. Thad played nine minutes with the left thumb hyperextension. He didn't look terribly good and didn't get any second run, second half run. And then Gary Trent Jr. just, I don't know what he's dealing with. It's a non-COVID illness. It seems like it's a real bastard of, a, of an illness he's dealing with. And so you know, he just, as Nick Nurse said after the game, he really had nothing. They probably should have held him out. And without those guys and with Scotty Barnes' sideline for the game with the ankle injury, you're down to basically five guys who are part of the regular rotation for the Raptors they had to call upon Malachi Flynn to play in this game and he's just not really seasoned for playoff basketball I don't know if he's a great fit for this series either and then Kem Birch who you know is kind of their ninth guy he's played a little bit this season but he to me doesn't really exemplify most of the qualities that a typical Raptors guy exemplifies. Yes, he's 6 foot 9 so he's got that covered, but he doesn't shoot, he's not a terribly mobile defender, and so you're just relying on guys who have not been part of the winning formula down the stretch and there's only so much you can do to overcome that, especially in a series where the Sixers smartly have been running it down the Raptors' throats. The Sixers are not a transition heavy team, but they have been getting out and flying Tyrese Maxey kind of chief among those guys and really making it so the Raptors are totally gap- Cast and winded and fred van vliet for example played the first 32 minutes of this game because they had nobody else to run the offense and be the point guard and so yeah i think injuries very much to blame for game two and if they can't get back healthy for game three you know we're probably looking at a pretty short series here
2: I'm about 30% sure you made up the name Malachi Flynn. I don't. I don't know if that's <laughs> if that's really an NBA player. I'm or glad
5: Malachi Flynn got locked on today. Shout out! That just makes me so so happy. The people in Toronto will be so pleased.
2: <laughs> what what does Toronto have to do to get back into this series, or is the answer just get your guys back?
5: I mean, it's getting the guys back. I also think they can be a lot smarter with the way they play offense. There have been a lot of possessions in this series where they just seem to be kind of floating without really much of an idea of what to do. And this is a team that all season long has been a matchup hunting team. They have taken Pascal Siakam or OG Ananobi or Scotty Barnes when he's available, and they size up the guy they can go at the hardest, and then they go at that guy hard all night long. They have not done that in this series. Tyrese Maxey, as great as he's been on offense, has not had to work on defense nearly enough and every time he gets isolated onto a Fred Van Vliet or a Pascal Siakam or an Ananobi or whoever it might be, even Precious Achua, he can't stay in front of them for, for to save his life. And they just have not gone at that matchup enough. Same with the Tobias Harris matchup. Same with James Harden, frankly. They just have not gone at those sort of softer defenders on the side of the Sixers. And as a result, they have these long, drawn-out possessions. They're just kind of drifting, looking for an idea of what to do. The idea is right there. He's hiding in the corner on Precious Achua. Call Tyrese Maxey up, put him in the play. You might actually have a chance of scoring some buckets. It was more or less instant offense for them in game two. So I think just being a little bit smarter and kind of getting back, not only to their identity on defense, but finding their offensive identity where they go and hunt mismatches is going to be really important if they do want to get back in this series.
2: Coming up, our NFL draft guys stand on a table for a few exciting prospects. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product, unlike anything else in the industry. I, when I first started using it, I was blown away by the ease, the ability to have everything that I needed all in one place. And now you can win on Sleeper by playing your new daily fantasy action there. Over, unders. It's simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the Daily Fantasy over-under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times your entry. The main reason I'm excited about Daily Fantasy over-unders on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and we can play together. It's got a built in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button, although not with my friends. Probably not going to copy their picks. I'll probably just make fun of their picks. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their daily fantasy over under game. Have fun with your friends and win. Make sure to use promo code LOCKED ON TODAY, and Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. Again, download Sleeper and use promo code LOCKED ON TODAY when you deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local China Auto Parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions? Not seemingly intimidating to me. I don't know what anything should cost. How am I supposed to know what a part for my car is gonna cost? I don't. So I need to trust someone like Rock Auto to know for me and give me the best price. That's what they do. Why would you spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? You don't need to do that. Why would you want to do that when Rock Auto is making it easy and cheap for you, right? Locked on in there. how-did-you-hear-about-us box when you go check out all the parts available for your car or truck, and make sure they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com.
1: Agree or disagree? This is the cue of
6: the Day.
2: Ryan Tracy and Eric Crocker from Locked On NFL Draft had a few names to be excited about come draft day.
6: Who, who's that one guy right away that just kind of jumps out? And whether it's a popular opinion or not, that you just, you know what? I just love this guy
4: it's tough for me because I love him and I don't know what I even I would do with him because it, it is a fit. It is a projection. But the guy that stands out to me is because I love the fire. He's got the athleticism to really prove it. But for me, if you need somebody to go make a play and use all that, like light him up and set him free, it's Channing Tyndall for me, linebacker from Georgia. And you saw it in the championship game. Had, had a, a bad rep. Nekobe Dean had had to light him up a little bit. Really, you know, get him fired up. Like, he, need, yeah. he needs a little boost, right? And that's okay. And he went out there, and that was like, what? It was like 19 yards on the ground to go attack the quarterback, make a big play in a serious situation. That's the kind of stuff that doesn't grow on trees for me. Like, you got to have that in your DNA to be able to pull that off. That's what I'm looking for. So, Teddy Tyndall is 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 my guy.
6: You know, the guy that I'm going to stand on the table for right now is uh, Roger McCrary, cornerback out of auburn and I, I wanted to start with a different position but it's like no you, you got to start with roger McQuery because this is a guy who i feel like is kind of being overlooked throughout this process i, I if you would have asked me i don't know a, a couple of months ago i'd say oh he's a first round lock for sure with what he showed on film and then you kind of fast forward now to you know he he runs at the combine it doesn't run very well but he goes to his pro day he obviously runs better but then you get the measurables on him, man. He had the shorter arms and he's already kind of slight built. But when you just look at the film and what he's able to do and the versatility of it, it's it's really good. I mean, he had he, he ran the four five, four, five, five, I believe it was, at the combine. But when you watch him run vertical with guys like you know, Jameson you know like to show that type of speed especially on like slot phase where receivers have all this space that's big time and
2: i'm excited about something that's a little different here i'm excited that eric crocker put aiden hutchinson as his third rated edge i do not understand why aiden hutchinson has become a consolation prize athletically He's every bit the player of the Bosa's, who were top three picks, Nick Bosa and Joey Bosa. They become elite players. He was just a Heisman finalist. The last one to do that in college football, Chase Young. He's turned out okay. 14 sacks last season when a guy who, Travon Walker, could be the dark horse number one pick, he's being thrown out there as a name the Jaguars could be interested in. He was not nearly the collegiate player. That Aiden Hutchinson was not even close, and yet Hutchinson is being treated as an unworthy number one overall pick. I don't understand it. I'm excited to see him play, and I'm excited to see him outperform players who, in the lead up to the NFL draft, were treated as not just better ideas, better values, better players potentially than Aiden Hutchinson would be. He's got the productivity, he's got the body. He's got the athletic measurables. He's got the pedigree. He's got everything you want in a number one overall pick. And yet we're treating him like some sort of consolation prize. I don't understand it. And it's not a hot take for me to say I would stand on the table for Aiden Hutchinson. But he is easily, to me, easily the best player in this draft. And if the Jaguars take anyone else, it will be an absolute mistake. And finally. Has name and likeness peaked? J.R. Smith, yes, that J.R. Smith, has inked a name and likeness deal with Lululemon that will make him the brand's gold ambassador. Smith, who went straight from high school to the NBA in 2004, has been a walk-on on the North Carolina A&T golf team after returning to school in 2021. While Smith can't promote Lululemon at NCAA-sanctioned events, he can appear in the brand's advertisements as he did in a recent golf campaign and post about the brand on social media where he has also been chronicling his return to the classroom as a full-time student. Unfortunately, I have yet to see any advertisements of him with no shirt, like after the Cavs won the title, and he just refused to wear a shirt anywhere he went for like two weeks after that. It was amazing. Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen. Now go make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. And maybe Eric Crocker will have a better defense for why he has Aiden Hutchinson as his third outside linebacker edge player. Coming up Wednesday, will John Moran and the Grizzlies even the series with the T-Wolves? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.